Hey everyone, this is Craig Underwood here. Just wanted to uh, to share a little bit about uh, the podcast that I've got organised um, and lined up today. Um, I've titled the uh, the podcast uh, "Fear and the Art of Juggling," and it's a very interesting uh, topic. But um, it will sort of hopefully come a little bit clearer to you as we uh, delve into uh, what all that um, that looks like. Hey, um, yeah, this this year's been a quite a strange year, and um, yeah, it's just been absolutely nuts. And I just wanted to uh, just to reach out to you guys and say that you know, um, no matter what you're going through right now, um, the uh, the the things that you are learning and the things that you are growing in is actually going to set you up and help us um, for our future, what for what is to come. And um, I really believe that there's um, going to be a lot of strength and a lot of grace and uh, things that are going to come out of this for for everyone that as we um, overcome things we become overcomers and um, through the, the skills and the things that we learn um, that we'll, we're going to actually change the world so yeah um, so, uh, so sit back and uh, enjoy as we talk a little bit more about um, fear and the art of juggling Craig Underwood podcast. Hey guys, it's Craig here again. I uh, just wanted to uh, welcome you to episode one of my podcast. And I wanted to start off the podcast uh, with, uh, with this question. Um, so the question is a little bit different from how I've heard it in the past, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit later as to why I've sort of changed it. But uh, the, the question is, what would you do if you knew you would fail? Yeah, I know. I, when I heard that too, I thought that's a very interesting, interesting question to pose because the question that I've heard in the past has been, what would you do if you knew you, you couldn't fail? And obviously, it's one of those genie in the bottle thing of, you know, if you were, you know, had the courage, what would you do and why aren't you doing it now and all that sort of thing. But um, one of the things that I've, I've realized as I've um, been going through this, uh, this recent season that I'm in is that um, I, um, I kind of thought there's, there's a few things that I've wanted to do. Like number one is this podcast. <laughs> I've wanted to, uh, to uh, start uh, doing some writing and, and blogging and podcasting and all that sort of thing. And unfortunately, I've, I've succumbed to um, what, I, what I believe was writer's block. And um, I said, oh, I, I don't know what it is. I just can't, I just can't seem to, you know, every, th- every time I've, I've, I record something, I, I delete it because it's just, not, it's just not good enough. I don't know, I, I, I don't know if anything I'm going to say people are going to understand. And this is the sort of the, the internal dialogue that happens inside my head. I don't know if it happens to you, but for me, um, and uh, I just sort of t- put it down to writer's block, and and um, yeah, I was just I just didn't know sort of whether anything that I would do would be anything that would be any good. Anyway, I was listening to a, an interview um, that Seth Godin, um, who's one of the marketing gurus that I sort of follow, um, was was um, he was talking, and uh, he was sharing about how he had. Um, uh, worked alongside uh, an author that I was really into when I was a young um, young boy, and the guy's name was Isaac Asimov. And um, 
I was really into my science fiction um, sort of uh, books when I was a kid and would go to the library and stuff. And one thing I didn't realize is that Isaac Asimov had written 400 books. Like, that is absolutely incredible. And he'd published them. And it's one of those things like, like I didn't realize he had that many books that he'd written. But one of the things that he would do was that he would set aside time and in front of his typewriter and he would just type. And uh, no matter what came out, whatever ideas, he would just put it out there. And, um, you know, he was asked, you know, well, you know, how, what, you know, what happens if the stuff that you type isn't any good? And he goes, well, you know, if you type enough bad stuff, after a while, the good stuff comes through. And that's the stuff he used. And uh, when he, when he was sharing that, Seth was sharing that, I just sort of stopped and thought, hang on. It's not that I've got writer's block. I've actually got a fear of producing bad content <laughs> like like that's the fear like what what happens if i if i do a podcast and it's rubbish what happens if i if i start writing a blog and nobody reads it and it's just it's just it's stupid it's like the stuff in there why would anyone want it? it's just i don't know what i'm talking about people think oh why is he doing this he's an idiot you know that's the fear that i have and um i kind of realized that part of the creative process is this um, pushing through the 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 stuff and just putting stuff out there and not actually putting any value on it at all, but just putting it out there and just keep on doing it. And as you do it, that the good stuff comes through. Um, and so part of my uh, part of my thing that I've been wanting to do is to f- um, to to face some of the fears in my life and start to challenge the uh, the lies that I've been believing about myself and the lies I've been believing about things. And to start to replace them with truth. Um, one of the things that I've really been um, uh, reading and declaring has been um, the the concept that what I believe is actually more important than what I do. And in fact, what I believe actually dictates what I do. And it subconsciously just affects everything in my life. If I believe that I'm terrible if i believe that i'm hopeless that i believe that i'm not that i'm just not good at anything then actually what i do subconsciously and then consciously is start to act out what i believe and um you know i found that uh you know i wouldn't actually ever do anything or complete anything because i had what i thought was perfectionism that uh, if it wasn't perfect when i did it then there's no point and it was actually stifling my creativity, it was stifling the things that I wanted to do. Um, so the question that I wanted to pose wasn't that, what would you do if you knew you could, you wouldn't fail? And I would change that to, what would you do if you knew you would fail? Now, why would I say that? Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, the fear of being bad at something, obviously it stops us before we start. But um, the whole process of, of learning and of growing and of becoming a person is coming to the realization that the first time that you do anything, it's going to be terrible. I remember when I, uh, I started um, playing um, guitar as, as a musical instrument. Um, I've uh, been playing on and off now for probably 30 years, uh, which has been a long, long time. But 
um, when I first started, I was absolutely terrible. And um, I remember I was in primary school and we had guitar as one of the things that we would do. And we had a tutor that would come in and we would go in our um, lunch break and we would, we would like, there'd be six of us in the classroom and we'd pull out our guitars and then we'd sit there and, and then he'd go through things. And um, I tell you what, that, that tutor, he was constantly frustrated with us because you know we would we would be terrible and you know like for me if I wasn't any good and I wouldn't practice because what's the point and um, the whole process of that was was very frustrating not only for me but for that for that tutor but I found that as I persisted that as I failed and I failed and that I failed that eventually over time I started actually to get better and um as I got better, then it was like, oh, it was almost like there was a cliff that I was climbing. And as I got to the top of the cliff and I got to that level surface, it was like, it was like it's just a tipping point. And after that, I found that I could play guitar, that it was enjoyable. Um, there was parts to that that, um, you know, like, like, it, like for me with, with uh, being creative and, and songwriting and and learning about, um, you know, tunes and melodies and, um, you know, learning about chords and learning about structure, um, you know, keys, keys and different keys and how some keys match with other keys and all that sort of stuff. Just It all sort of just came as like a flood. And once I got over that concept of that, of that actually, you know, oh, this is just terrible to the thing I've just play and you make a mistake, oh, well, you just keep going and you just keep going. I found that I actually got better at guitar, and it was really interesting. Um, other things that I've I've found that as I've been learning, um, when I was a young, a, a younger, um, there was a, a guy that came to a camp that I was at, and he was a a guy that did like acrobatics and um, like he rode a unicycle and he could do juggling and that sort of thing, which actually brings us to the title of our podcast, which is Fear and the Art of Juggling. Um, one of the things that he did when um, he was teaching us how to juggle was he broke it down as a as a teacher, and he said, "Okay, so what is the what is the problem with people when they start to juggle, when they start to learn to juggle?" And of course, we all we didn't really know what he was talking about, but he sort of said, "Well, he said, what do you think of when you think of someone who is juggling up on stage? You think, okay, well, you know, he's obviously." throwing the balls in the air and catching them. And he goes, well, the whole point of juggling is that the balls don't drop. He doesn't drop the ball. The balls stay in the air. He juggles them and catches them, juggles them and catches them. And so that's the whole idea of juggling is to keep the balls in the air and not to drop them, right? And we're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. He said, well, he said, um, what happens with everyone um, is that you, when you first start juggling, you throw the ball in the air. So you throw the first one and it's easy. You throw the first one, then the second one. Yeah, okay, it's a bit more coordinated, but you can do that. Once you throw that third ball in, you reach for the third ball, and then it puts you out of position. And then because you're out of position, then you've got to try and re, you know, get back to where you were before. And then all of a sudden you drop the balls and you go, oh, I can't do juggling. And then you th just throw it away and then you walk away. And so what he did is he got us to, for the first 20 minutes, with one ball, just throw it in the air, but not catch it. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Just throwing a ball and it's just dropping on the ground. But we throw the one ball and drop it. Throw the one ball and drop it. Throw the one ball and drop it. For 20 minutes, we did that. And then he gave us another ball. 
and we throw the two balls in the air and drop it. And then the throw, throw the two balls again and drop it. And we were like, well, what's the point of this? And the whole thing was, was that it was teaching us how to throw. Because when you throw it in the right spot, it's easier to catch it. But he took away the whole thing of struggling to try and reach out to catch the ball. But just to practice on that one element, which is throwing the ball in the air, in the right spot, so that it lands in the same spot every time. And then when we add the next ball to do that, throw the right the right spot, without having to think about reaching out to catch it, it was like we were training ourselves with like a muscle memory thing to actually throw the ball in the right spot. So then when we added the third ball and did the same thing, practice throwing the ball in the right spot so that it lands in the same spot. Then when he added the catching element to it, because we'd already learnt the throwing element over you know an hour of just throwing these balls in the air and actually dropping them, um, we were able to catch and not have to reach and not get ourselves out of position and found that actually the juggling situation became really easy. And so all of us learned how to juggle. So we took away that whole fear of failure because we were failing every time we threw that ball for 20 minutes and then another 20 minutes and then for another 20 minutes, we're just throwing the balls in the air and dropping. And it was like we we're laughing. Oh, this is hilarious. We're learning juggling. By the, you know, we thought it was funny. But at the end of it, all of us, every single one of us in that group, knew how to juggle. And um, it's like if we can continue to not worry about or put the, put the, uh, the, the analysis onto things that we do, but just, just do it. Just get in there and just try, have a go. You know, do what Isaac Asimov did and, and set a period of time where, where you just write, just whatever it is, just whatever comes out, just write ideas, concepts, stories, um, paragraphs, whatever, just, just write it out. And then not go back and look and see how bad it is. Because to be honest with you, it's probably going to be terrible. But that's not the point. The point is that we're not learning to get good. We're learning to fail. And as we fail and as we do it more and as we do it more, all of a sudden it's like this muscle memory starts to happen and we start to learn like the, the learn to throw. We'll start to learn how to do things in a, in a way. Things, ideas start to come through. And then because we've actually had that built up that, that, that process of writing, it becomes easier. It becomes easier to the point where there's like a tipping point where all of a sudden we're now starting to get somewhere. We're starting to really have something to say. We're starting to really do something which is actually making a difference, actually doing things that are going to make a difference to someone's life. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to share a little bit about that, about the whole concept of failing. And as we do stuff, things develop. Now, it's funny because I, I was absolutely petrified about doing this podcast, to be honest with you. I'm looking down at the time and it says here that I've actually been speaking for 13 minutes, 13 and a half minutes now. And it's just one of those things that as you get into a role and as you start talking, um, you find that um, things just roll off as the more that you do it. And um, look, I don't even remember what I, sh- what I shared a little bit about then just now. I was just like, I just seem to just go into a roll. But that's the whole point. The point is it's not about the content, so to speak. Although probably the content would have been interesting, was interesting to me. But it's about the process of actually doing it. I really believe that the more that you do something, the better that you get at it. And the first time that you do it is always going to be the time that you suck. But anyway, for me, I just wanted to share a little bit about that. 
and about what it what it means to be someone who um, hasn't got a fear of being bad at something and um, would want to learn what it's like to uh, to fail at something and fail forward. So yeah, just wanted to uh, thank you all for uh, listening to this point right now for the first episode of my podcast. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to uh, catching up with you again uh, the next time we uh, share an episode. Until then, stay safe and uh, see you then.